I'm Lizanne Flynn. I'm a master healer who works with animals and humans in reuniting body and soul within themselves and also with each other across different planetary experiences. I'm an animal communicator, medium, and medical intuitive, and I use the tools of shamanic journeying and soul retrieval to support all earthlings in their recovery from past trauma. I'm certified as a Reiki master teacher and as a canine massage therapist. This is the Animals Eye View podcast. Back in the day, as the old people say, <laughs> now that I am officially one, I took a leap of faith and became a pre-podcaster, if, if that's a thing, <laughs> of an internet radio show. The group that I belonged to didn't have a radio show about animals at the time, so it was a win-win for all of us. That gave a bigger voice for all things animals, and as I like to say, how the animals see things. After a time, I was approached by another internet radio show network who also had their shows broadcast over bricks and mortar radio stations, mostly on the East Coast. And my shtick was the same for this network, advocating for and doing live call-in mini sessions for humans and for humans and for their animal companions together. With this podcast, that's something I really miss, to be honest. The the in-the-moment give-and-take between me and another being, talking in the language of energy and being able to feel in the moment their relief that comes across with the information that all is well along with a clear and neutral path forward. So after a time of doing two shows each week, which were then also shared with other groups and networks. I was contacted by a group that offered to host my show on their platform for a modest fee, which then went to making pillowcases for homeless veterans, which honestly still gives me goosebumps to this day. I mean, think about it. A pillowcase is a fairly personal item that puts somehow a safety barrier between you and someone else during your most vulnerable times in this body when you're asleep. And when I came to the completion of the cycle of radio shows, it was this last group about which I had misgivings and leaving radio broadcasting overall. They had some crazy stats for the downloading of my show, and they really wanted me to continue. Remember, Nobody goes in a straight line. It's a spiral, (laughs) y'all, which is how I found my way back into speaking in a public way once again for the animals. This has been a bit of a teaser for an announcement that I have at the end of this podcast, so keep listening. The two reasons why I started talking about the radio show is that our message from Cheetah today reminded me of a really cool show I did about fear that involved Cheetah and Gazelle. There are so many misconceptions and preconceptions we in human experience have about the animal experience overall, and none more prevalent than that of the relationship between predator and prey. As I've said many times before, my hunch is that because we conveniently shift between our perceived, keyword, dual role as both apex predator and prey as it suits our needs to be portrayed in the best light possible, we tend to miss both the light and the contrast to light. And the balance and partnership within duality they each have with each other that composes the unity between all species, 
and indeed between ourselves and earth to which all other species have immediate awareness. They don't need to teach this to their young. They are born knowing this relationship on a soul-deep and bone-deep level. We're continually choosing separating within ourselves and for each other because it suits us, because we have trouble seeing the mirror of contrast in ourselves. It surely exists, and yet we have all sorts of ways to put a stiff arm out and block any relationship with contrast itself because we're missing the partnership and the balance it brings to light. As I've noted before, an overabundance of light is just as destructive as an overabundance of contrast. So, in looking through my own filter of human experience, all I expected to find on the part of Gazelle when they were being chased by Cheetah was fear. And it simply wasn't there. Picture this then. I was hanging out in the Facebook chat room after the start of the show, and I wanted to address, per the suggestion, air quotes, <laughs> from the universe, the topic of fear. And likely there was a mirror aspect of this going on for my listeners back then on a collective level, because as all y'all know by now, or maybe you don't, that you are collectively forming an awareness by your choice to listen to my podcast on the regular. Heads up. <laughs> Everything being energy-driven and your being compatible with the vibration and frequency offered by the animals via me, there's a strong likelihood that your own individual energetic fingerprints bring to me, along with the animals, no separation, the topics that I, air quotes, think of every two weeks. Remember, nothing is separate and neither are we. So fear was the selected topic of the day, and I asked the animals for their perspective on fear. In hopped gazelle on the blazing hot savanna in Africa, and they were being actively chased in the moment by cheetah. I could feel the animal experience of both. Gazelle with heart pounding and fast breathing was mirrored in cheetah, even though to humans they were on the opposite sides of this battle per se. Only it wasn't a battle and there wasn't fear, as we know it, present. Because both Gazelle and Cheetah knew that in every moment it was up for grabs between the two, who would reset the balance between them, meaning whether prey would escape or whether prey would not. And to a certain extent from this perspective, it's clear that it's usually prey-driven. This what I call now, from that moment years ago, a dance between predator and prey. Because it was so graceful, this energy that they shared between them. And you might think, oddly enough, when Gazelle would zig, so would Cheetah, and when Gazelle would zag, so would Cheetah. Predator wasn't leading, prey was, and that's what was so interesting. Because our perception is that predator hunts and attacks unsuspecting, perhaps, prey, and that prey escapes predator, Far be it from us to even consider that it's prey who's in charge of who gets to eat on the planet. What a topsy-turvy world that would be if that's how it really was for our species. Oh, oh wait, hang on. We, a single prey, are deciding who gets to eat on the planet. And in our apex predator status, which in truth is part of our prey status that we usually conveniently separate one from the other, we are completely ignoring not only the dance between predator and prey, but also the balance and partnership contained therein. 
we are also conveniently ignoring the wisdom of an apex predator in sustaining the rest of the planet and all of her resources, in making sure that other predators and prey and their individual life forms and group awareness also have enough to eat and abundance to make sure that they survive as well, because each depends upon the other. And I don't know where you all live or what your lives are like. Here in Colorado, where the elements and seasons have altered drastically since my childhood, raise it up for natives of Colorado, it doesn't take much to know that one prey is not meant to be in charge of the planet. Sure, the other species have that covered in fine form follows function, and because we've inserted ourselves where we do not belong, and ignored instead our unique status as stewards and guardians of the planet herself, we've mucked it up quite a bit, the animals say. They continue, quote, Of all species on the planet, your time is spent divisively amongst yourselves, while at the same time insisting on your separation from us and exclusivity of the human animal above all others. While you indeed have the attributes of both predator and prey like many of us, you also had, note the past tense, the unique capacity for collective awareness and guardianship of our mother. You have failed in this task and hardened your hearts against yourselves, both inside and out. And at that, they turn away collectively to leave room for our animal ambassador's message, which is quite simply, leave. Cheetah sinuously stalks forward, head down a bit, eyes extremely intent on only forward to where we await. It's impossible to not be in awe of this being with their long, slim form that is capable of speeds up to 80 miles per hour and the shoulder height, which can be up to three feet. They look deceptively fragile with the bones clearly outlined, and yet it is this very form that also makes it an apex predator and keystone species, by the way. In true form and function, and while there is respect, there is also a palpable sneer and lip curl as the message begins. I will add before I start translating that the catalyst for this message from Cheetah was due to a video circulating on Twitter in October of last year, the link to which I'll put in the podcast notes. In this video, there is an empty clearing that is suddenly filled with the energy of two cheetahs chasing down antelope, overcome easily between the two of them. And that's when the trouble really starts, because once antelope is taken by the cheetahs, there is a cacophony of horns and the sounds of engines revving, as no less than 10 to 15 and possibly 20, you'll have to count for yourselves, vehicles carrying tourists create a tight circle around the feasting cheetahs. The lip curl of cheetah gets steeper, as they say in a sonorous voice. Can you imagine anything more vulgar than someone watching you eat as if it was a spectacle to enjoy? Truly, do click on the Twitter link, and as the caption says, see, quote, the second wonder of the world, the mass Toyota 4x4 migration. The video was written about by the New York Times, and I'll put the article link in the podcast notes as well. 
The video was filmed in the Masai Mara National Reserve, where the government of Kenya has been lifting restrictions post-pandemic, while at the same time attempting to put a, quote, new tourism strategy in place to protect and preserve those animals whose homes are in the reserve, while at the same time restarting their own economy upon which tourism heavily depends. Of course, humans being who we are, there are reports that only a few of the measures proposed by the Ministry of Tourism have been enacted, and not all guides are trained or licensed by the Kenya Professional Safari Guide Association. So, naturally, with our own pent-up energies waiting to get out post-pandemic, what better way to exercise those at the expense of other beings than to have your own mix of awe via equal parts terror and amazement— Blue Chick's Wheel of Emotions, at witnessing an apex predator do what we perceive they do best, kill. The title of the article is Aggressive Tourism in Quotes, which is interesting on the face of it because I maintain, although we think animals are aggressive all of the time, it truly is, again, in my opinion, that it is the human animal only that is capable of sustained periods of anger equals aggression. Every other animal on the planet is reactive. We are as well. But where they come from that reactive out of fear or pain, as do we, it is defensive in nature, as is ours, We are the only species then who, once the fear or the pain is past, we actually take that reactivity and make it into something that does not ever, in spite our perception, exist in the world of all the other animal species on the planet. And so, this is where cheetah takes up their message once again of leave. What possible good have you brought to other species wholly and specifically for that species alone, while at the same time not taking into account any benefit you insist is due to you because of your involvement? You operate solely on a take-first, give-later basis, and the latter, the giving part, is still only based on your incredibly limited perspective of what you think is good for us, for our relatives, and for the planet. It's best that you leave now before you cause any more harm, and not because we are threatening you, but because it does appear that because of you, the entire planet is teetering on the edge of a rapid decline that has nothing to do with our mother's natural life cycle. We will be here long after you leave because of our relationship with the planet upon whom we depend, and she upon us in return. It is you who are the outcast, the unwelcome, the ne'er-do-well species, the human animal, small a. No good is coming from your continued involvement on earth. And while we understand you prefer a message of hope and compassion and neutrality, that is not how one apex predator speaks to another, nor to a prey. You chose this. Take your leave while you can. And with that, cheetah gathers their haunches and leaps straight over my head to disappear while the rest of the animals stand in silence, witness to their relatives speaking their truth, standing together, predator and prey, as if daring us to respond. And I guess the question is, how will we? 
Thanks for listening today. Leave a review if you're so inspired and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. I offer all new clients a free 15-minute consultation. Reach out if you think I can be of service and to schedule online via www.lazanneflynn.com. Come and find me on social media, Facebook, Twitterverse, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I encourage you to sign up for my quarterly newsletter on my website, where I also post notices for upcoming events. The starting date, of course, is at the Animals Eye View Academy and online psychic fairs. Next Wednesday, March the 8th at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, there will be a free Zoom in which you can learn all about the Master Language Immersion course that's set to start in June of this year. The link will be in my podcast footer, and I'll be sending out a newsletter as a reminder. One of the requirements is attunement to Reiki Level 1, which will be discussed during the Zoom meeting, and send me an email, please, if you want to chat privately about the course, which I will be happy to do. And now, drumroll, Buzzsprout, that is the podcasting platform that I use, is offering a new subscription service in which I've decided to take part. I talked about the radio shows I had, and the one thing I loved the most and missed the most is the active listener participation. Collins to the show with their questions or comments left in the Facebook group chat that left everyone feeling better, including me. The point, after all, say the animals, it's about the joy. So here's my pitch. I'll start out with recurring support, gauge the interest for premium content, aka Zoom interactive events, and we'll go from there. Let's get this show on the road together. Sign up to give recurring support today. It starts out as little as $3 per month, and you can find the link to support this podcast at the podcast footer. The animals and I thank you in advance. Tune in in two weeks' time where, as promised, I'll talk about how to use a pendulum. I have one in pretty much every room in my house because I love using them so much. They provide deep clarity for me and honestly helps me so much in my decision-making process because energy never lies, right? This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you.